Blog Talk Radio. The year is 2017. You know how, I've got to tell you something. You know how many holier-than-thou recruiters, holier-than-thou recruiters are always saying that you have to reply to everybody who applies for a job, right? You know, it's nonsense. Nobody has the time for that. All they really mean is, they're not really honest. All they mean is, that you should send out a bulk email to the people who never should have applied at all. And there's also recruiters who say that you have to give detailed feedback to the people who don't get the job. You know, the ones who actually come in for the interviews, but they strike out. And you know why? Well, oh, you've got to help them in their job hunt. If you don't give them good, detailed feedback, you, you, you know, you're just not nice. They think you're a social worker instead of somebody who's just trying to get a good hire, right? Well, today I read a posting on Facebook by Robin Schooling. She's got a lot of experience. And you know what she says in so many words? Why you shouldn't give detailed feedback? Why you should not give detailed feedback to the people who strike out? Here's why. Because they might not agree with you. And then what do you have? You've got an argument on your hands. Or worse, or worse. Here's her story. Joe, not his real name, of course, is a candidate for a job, and he doesn't get that job. So the recruiter calls him up, and she's a real sweetheart. Maybe that was Robin. And she tells him why, and she's really nice. But Joe doesn't like what she says. So first he starts talking back right over her while she's speaking, and then he just hangs up the phone and calls the VP of HR. Nice, eh? He starts complaining about her and the feedback she's giving him. Well, of course, the VP of HR, he says the exact same thing. So you know what? Joe hangs up on him, too. Did that get anybody further ahead or help anybody by telling Joe the truth? No. They don't know what's going to happen next with this guy. Maybe they'll get a lawyer's letter. And, you know, you can tell me, hey, animal, this rarely ever happens. You know people, everybody takes their medicine without complaint. No, that's not true. And nobody agreed with that statement. All the comments under Robin's posting, they said there's little upside in giving detailed feedback, and this proves why. And you know why they said that? Because they don't live in a fairy world, and neither should you. And if you disagree with me, well, hey, just call in on Jerry. Jerry! The recruiting animal... Are you here? I'm here. 
Jerry's not here, so you got to talk to me before the show starts. Poor Jerry, okay? He's going to Mexico tomorrow with his family. Poor guy. But his daughter's cat is sick. They have to take it to the vet to get it put away this afternoon. So I want, remember, you know how we pray for people's job orders? We're going to just send golden energy to Jerry right now, everybody. Jerry's on the road in his truck. So if you want to visualize that, uh, it's cloudy here. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's visualize. Is he driving from Indiana to Mexico in his truck? No, no, no. He's going to the vet, okay? Okay. okay. Close your eyes and touch the screen maybe and just do that for a second. Okay, great. That's enough. Thank you. We got an audience, okay? We can't. Uh, the one thing is good today. Jerry's not going to fight with me while I try to do the ads. And by the way, I want to thank my sponsors before we get going. Martin Snyder from PC Recruiter and Nin Tran from Hire Tool. Nin with that special H. So I know my guest is here because I talked to him before the show. I could actually hear him. Jesse James Roberts, say hello. What's up, Animal? What's up, Maureen? I got a landline just for you. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Smart man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's do a quick song. Do you know my Sharona? Uh, I know I know the uh, very first part that goes my Sharona. That's about it. <laughs> but that's all you've got to sing. My Sharona. Forget it. Okay. Uh, listen, let's just get to the questions, okay? Honest feedback. I just talked about it in my intro. If do you, Here's listen to this statement. If you're not radically honest, you rob people of the opportunity to improve. Do you believe that? I believe in honest feedback. I don't know about radically honest. I mean, you got to be tactful. <laughs> what does that you mean? Can't, you can't you can't crush people. Uh, you know, give them give them constructive feedback. Don't just be a negative mini on it. Well, well, give me an example. So if you guys somebody well, that's completely you, not let qualified, let me tell you something right off the bat. Okay, this is your second time around. You know how this works. Don't come here and make general statements. I get to give real stuff. No generals. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so if you've got somebody that comes in and they apply for, uh, let's say, a software engineer position, right, but they've right. never coded before a day in their life, obviously yeah. they're not the right fit. So yeah. one of the things I try to tell everybody, most companies kind of have a few things they look for. Passion is definitely one of the things every company looks for, right? So, you know, tell them, hey, this is great. You know, we look for passion. That's awesome. We also look for skills and expertise, skills you can learn. You know, go to school, take a class become good at expertise sometimes comes with time you know it's that's something you have to get get a little bit better at this isn't the right fit right now because of you know you don't have the expertise we're looking for here's some ways to go get that you know look at other wait 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 look so you're saying when people make what's going on there where are you are you in an operating room who's doing that who's making that noise that wasn't me okay smarten up whoever it is okay so are you telling me that if somebody applies to you with absolutely no experience, someone who should not, if they have a brain in their head, be applying for this job, you take the time to, to tell them, you know, why they're not suitable? Yes or no? 
Yes, I don't deal with a lot of inbound though. I'm on the I'm on the sourcing side, so I'm on the outbound side. I get people so that hit me up on Twitter all the you time. You gotta tell this. You take the time to tell this person. Okay, you don't have good experience. You don't have any experience. That's pretty easy. What about the people who are shortlisted and they strike out? Do you call them up and say this is what you're missing? I, when I when I was doing the full cycle on it, I, yeah, absolutely. I would call them up and say, "Hey, this isn't a fit, and here's why. We went with this person. Here's why." It's you know sometimes you have an internal candidate that comes in out of the blue and is the is the right fit, and it's like, "Hey, here's why. You were a great fit, but internally was there." No, 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 no. Hey, just you know what? You know this isn't the best show in the world, but there's one thing I do. I don't let you get away with this nonsense. You know, you're coming up with examples that aren't good. You're saying, oh, we had an internal candidate. No, in this case, you've got two external candidates. You hire one. You call the other guy to tell him he's not chosen. But you give detailed feedback. And have you ever run into a situation like Robert Robin Schooling did with Joe? Maybe I have never personally point. run into a situation where I've had someone go and call because I didn't like the feedback. Okay, do they no. ever say, oh, you know what, why do I have to wrestle with you? You know, do they ever say, Jesse James, you are wrong. I don't agree with your feedback. I'm number one. No, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> I've I've been lucky. I haven't had that argument, no. Okay, so maybe it's not true. I mean, people people take their medicine well. Is that what you're saying? They they have in my experience, yes. Okay, and it's always very clear. It's indisputable. We're looking for this. Somebody, <laughs> excuse me, somebody had more than you. Is it clear? Is it, you know, plain it's as not, day? No, it's not. It's not. It's not always because somebody had more. Sometimes it's, a, you know, and here's the, here's the fun phrase, the cultural fit, right? There might be something a person liked. It, it, it's one of those where on that time you have to let them go, look, the feedback wasn't because your skills didn't match A, B, and C. Skill is because they like this other person better, period. Oh, really? Hold on. You, you can actually say they like this guy's personality better than yours? You will say that? I won't say they like this personality. I'll say they like the person better. They chose the person. What about he was better qualified? Yep. We just talked to her. I try to stay away Wait, from better qualified because that raises. I want to talk to her. Wait, I want to talk to her. She writes on you know Twitter after the show, Recruiting animal always minimizes me. We just talked about the qualified stuff, and he said, no, that's not always the issue. It's their personality, Kathy. Didn't you hear that? Yes, but, you know, legally you should probably say it, we, they hired the best qualified candidate. No, he said that's not true. This guy might have been qualified. Well, they just like the other guy better. But he, did you just say, Jesse, do you just say, how do you say they like the other guy's personality better? What do you say? No, I just they, they chose uh, – on that time when it's a personality, I'm not going to tell them they chose the guy based on personality. I'm going to say, look, they chose a different candidate. You were qualified, but they chose a different candidate. There were two of you guys, neck and neck. It was close. They chose the other guy. Why is that, Jesse? Why didn't they choose me? Yes, good question. Do? Do, you go, do you go like a zombie on the phone? Is that hey everybody? There you go. Well, I was trying to think of real examples for you, Animal. I'm, you know, I can't give you generals, and so I'm trying to think Let's of real examples. I haven't Let's had that happen. Kathy, then. Okay, hold on. She'll be your 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 corner person, Kathy Manis. Have have you give you did you give feedback to candidates? No, I mean in terms of I did, but I would say that. 
there was a better qualified candidate that was hired. And maybe they okay, needed to be certified. Maybe they needed they didn't have a certification but were on the cusp no, no, no. like they could have yeah. been trained. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, two candidates or three candidates had everything that you were looking for. They picked one I'd say person. They hired the best, I would say they hired the best qualified candidate, period. That's all I would say. Well, where were my qualifications missing, Kathy? Come on, be a bit more specific. Help me out here. This is the feedback I was given. They hired the best qualified candidate. Okay, thanks. Hey, everybody out in radio land, here's two experienced people. They don't give detailed feedback. They might claim that they're giving detailed feedback, but they don't know what detailed feedback is. Maureen, am I right? You're always right, animal. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's different than Jerry. He will be saying you're always wrong. Okay, I wanted to get, you know, Matt Charney tells Matt Charney this week, he told me your show is way too long. You give out too much. Uh, and so I wanted to get right to some nitty gritty. I didn't expect to talk so long about it. But uh, before we even talked about who the guest is, his name is Jesse James Roberts. Uh, what's your Twitter address? At J Roberts. Two six seven, two five seven. Is that your area code? No, two plus five equals seven. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you've got sixteen years of experience, and you call yourself a sourcing recruiter. What does that mean? Yeah. So for the last uh, three years, once I got into the corporate world, I focused on the sourcing aspect. So just the the primarily the outreach side. It's the part of recruiting I enjoyed the most on the agency. When I had my agency, I, I liked dealing with people. I liked talking to candidates. I liked the hunt, going after, trying to find them. Um, that's the part of recruiting that I've really enjoyed the most. And so, what else is there? What else is there? You've, you've named everything. I like the hunt. No. I like talking to people. What else is there? No, on the, on the corporate side, there's the administrative stuff, working through the interview scheduling, working through the uh, offer the negotiations, working Doesn't through the other Doesn't the secretary pieces. do that? Doesn't the secretary do that? <laughs> Recruiting coordinator? No, and I, if I'd have been smart when I had the agency, I would have I would have hired a secretary, but I, I didn't do that. So. Okay. So what is a sourcing recruiter? You do your own sourcing, and then you call the people yourself. Hallelujah. That's That's what it means, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm outbound. Right. I don't I don't deal with internal applicants, so I don't uh, you know people coming in from job boards stuff like that. I don't I don't work with those people. That's really the the internal recruiters are working those. So yeah, yeah, mine is completely outbound. Don't talk too much. After we understand what you mean, don't keep yapping. Okay, people don't know that. What's your best sourcing achievement? I feel like. Uh, Ali G, when I say that, hey man, what what your best achievement in sourcing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know about the best achievement. I know the the one I've had the most fun was is I pulled a candidate from OK Cupid. That was kind of fun. What 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 was so special about that? Uh, it was for a uh, security engineer, and I uh, couldn't find them on LinkedIn. Couldn't find them on. Indeed, the Facebook, the, the normal sources. So um, we'd kind of exhausted the pool a little bit on this. It had been open for a while, the company I was with, and uh, I jumped on OKCupid, did a search, x-rayed OKCupid, and found a guy. You x-rayed the site. Tell everybody what x-ray means, just in case they don't so know. So x-raying the site is, is you know, when you go in there and uh, without having to go into the site and into individual profiles, you're doing it through Google. So for OKCupid, for example, you do site colon OKCupid.com. 
and then you put in your keywords. So like for this guy, uh, keywords outside of that were, you know, in quotes, penetration tester, and security. And so that pulled okay, up now, a list of people. Why was his okay name? Why was, penetration why was tester on OkCupid? I was just going to say that was a weird combination yeah. of words. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, that was no, good. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me, you say that in a room full of HRBPs. I was with Brian Fink uh, last week and said that in a room full of HRBPs, and the looks I got were priceless. Two, two yeah, words for you, Jesse. Safe search. Safe search, buddy. Search? <laughs> Google safe search. Use that filter. What yeah, search? Yeah. Safe search. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> this person, the penetration expert, <laughs> he oh, or she, God. The penetration expert was was actually somebody who was looking for a girlfriend on on OKCupid. Is that is that correct? They brought yeah, up something. Yeah. So in, 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 yep, in, in the person's profile. So what pulls up is when you do the X-ray on on that site, it pulls up their profile information in there. It's just like you know Twitter or anywhere else where you've got your bio. In the person's profile, he put that you know he does penetration testing for you know X Y Z company and. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a security so, engineer. That's good. Okay. Maureen has a question. She wants to know what app you use for org charts or software. What, kind of, what do you use for making org charts? What software? For org charts, I've got the uh, – I, I use Aperture for my CRM internally, and it's got a okay. feature for org charts in there. Okay. Uh, Jim Durbin, anything on org charts for us? Uh, do you use anything special? Uh, downtown, you can't hear me. Okay. Anybody else want to talk about org charts for Maureen? Our great friend John Rose already gave her some leads, but I'm just curious since we're on the phone. No? Nothing about org charts? Thank you, everybody who's on the phone, for nothing. Okay. Uh, what a, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite Chrome extension, Jesse James? Yeah, thank uh, you. My favorite Chrome extension right now would be HireTool. Um, been using those guys since beta, and yeah, the new changes they've made are amazing. Another shout out for HireTool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You're yeah. an ad for me already. Okay. <laughs> World question. ambassador. If you're not using Hire Tool, what's wrong with you? You should definitely be using it. So. What's okay. good? That's a good idea. How did these guys? How did these guys from Hire Tool? You know, and they're not paying me for this extra ad, but how did they manage to come up with something that everybody loves so much? I don't get it. They they take feedback. No, I, I get it. It's actually a pretty easy thing. They're actually taking the feedback from the people using it and implementing that into the tool. Really? Okay. We okay. use, so for and, you, and I might, might add that they're also taking good feedback from their customers. Yep. So okay. to, to give you an example, because I don't like examples, right? Yeah. I do, yeah. Uh, I do some UI UX stuff here at Blizzard, and two of the sites that we use are Behance and Dribble. They're art portfolio sites, basically. They're yeah. not, you know, it's not your LinkedIn where you can go search by profiles. You're looking at um, you know, portfolios. So I told Nan Dribble, about this. Dribble, Dribble, Dribble had nothing to do with that penetration expert, right? No, it didn't. Dribble, Dribble had nothing to do with the penetration expert. Um, but I told Nan about it. I was like, Nan, hey, we, you know, we use Dribble and Behance. It'd be really cool if yeah, I could do that while I'm in the tool. And within two weeks of me asking him for that, it was in the tool. We told him, hey, Nan, you know, it was really cool. Archive, we used to have this awesome feature you could save to a spreadsheet. And within a few weeks, it was there to where you could save people in a spreadsheet. So it's, they, they take the feedback that recruiters that are, you know, using the tool, right, that have used other tools, they're taking that feedback and putting it in. It's awesome. It's a great tool. Okay, okay great. Nintran, I hope, you're, I hope you're listening. You know, he told me he listens after. He's so busy now because the thing's so successful, but he says, I have to listen to your shows, I guess, to make sure I do the ad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, here's the question, and I will get to an ad soon. Are phony profiles legit for sourcing? If you uh, want to participate in a group uh, discussion uh, with, uh, you know, let's say some kind of uh, software engineers that you're recruiting, and you don't want them to know you're a recruiter, is it okay for you to create a fake profile? Uh, and uh, why not? I think it is. No. No, if you start if you start off any relationship based on a lie, how does that get you right? I you think know, that's a. Watching. You're just watching. You're just watching with that guy. If, why a, why watch with a fake profile? What what groups can you not get into with your real profile? Why start a fake profile? LinkedIn's okay, got enough like, fake profiles. Don't add to the problem. Okay. Anybody else want to comment on that? I think it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. And one of the recruiters on my. Uh, uh, my uh, Facebook group said, in, do it all the time. What's wrong uh, to use the same tactics to find a candidate? Nothing's wrong with it, okay? We're not intel agents. Yes, we we're not are. Trying, we're not trying to, uh, we're not trying no, to we're not. stop pedophiles from hitting on kids. It's, it's not that second. serious. Didn't you tell me, Jesse James, that one of your special uh, topics is competitive intelligence? Absolutely is. Okay, so you are a detective. You are an intel agent. I'll give no. you a detective. Okay. I won't give you an intel Stop. agent. <laughs> Stopped him, dead. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Okay, I'm going to do an ad for my other fantastic sponsor, PC Recruiter. And you know what? I was talking to a guy the other day, and these people at PC Recruiter get people raving about them too. But I want to tell you, I, in fact, I, I raised this question last week, and nobody answered it for me. What's the difference, Jesse, between a turnip, a rutabaga, and a cabbage? Do you know? They all taste the same. I mean, in terms of taste. <laughs> what, one's purple, I think. One's green. <laughs> Turnips are purple and white. Rutabagas are orange and brown, and cabbage is green, right? But they, especially the turnip and the rutabaga, I don't know how you can tell the difference. But here's the thing. This guy said, animal, they're similar, but they're, they're different. <laughs> Just like the different types of recruiting. You've got your executive headhunting. Direct hire is another kind of recruiting. And then there's staffing, you know, for temps and contract people. They're all recruiting, but they're not quite the same. So I said, gee, if you're going to do more than one kind of recruiting, do you have to get different software for each one? by different tools? And he said, no, and I'm going to tell you why, Animal, because PC Recruiter is so darn handles every kind of recruiting, staffing, headhunting, and direct hire with no problem at all. That's why Martin Snyder, who's the boss over there, he calls it the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. You know, I made him a poster with PC Recruiter and Swiss Army Knife, <laughs> and he told me I was stealing somebody else's uh, brand or something like that. I can't please anybody, but that's what he calls them. I just say that if you are a recruiter, it doesn't matter what kind of recruiter you are, PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. .net. Back to our boy, Jesse James Roberts. Does anybody want to talk to him? Anybody got something to say to Jesse James before I continue? Michael, uh, Michael G. Cox is complaining about me on Twitter. You go, why don't you speak up here, buddy? What's your gut? 
Hey, hey, I've got a question for Jesse James. Okay. Okay, so does Mike Matt Rasmussen. Hey, what sort of this, visuals do you like? Is this it Mike? It is. It's me. I'm back. Okay. You know, okay. Go ahead. He, what? Narrow it down. What, okay, what, Steve. Uh, can you answer that way? Like best, uh, uh, he already said higher like tools. Did you just come in? So yeah, hard, higher tools at the top. Do you have any higher other ones you like? Just curious. Yep. Um, I also use uh, Lucia, um, Contact Out, Profit, uh, Data Scraper, which is not actually a sourcing tool, but it works really well for sourcing. What is it? Talk um, about the Data Scraper. What's the Data Scraper? <laughs> yeah, so Data Scraper is a, basically it's, it was designed for web scraping. Um, so, yeah, you can pull in Yelp list or whatever else. So you can pull in all this information. It's really great for sales teams where I first uh, heard about it. For sourcing, it works really well too. So if you're on a site like, um, you know, that that linked site that everybody goes to, you can actually build a recipe uh, using the Chrome extension to pull information from that linked site that everybody talks about into an Excel spreadsheet, so you can manipulate a little bit. Okay, let me ask you um, this. Same with your let me ask you this. Yep. Oh, Kathy Manis is saying I'm not nice to her. I am nice to her. I am nice. I asked her opinion. Would Kathy be able to figure that out? I don't know if she's a technical type. I'm certainly not technical. I have problems using my printer, okay? Uh, would I be able to figure out how to use one of those scrapers? Yeah, I think with the new – the way t- the way data scraper used to be, it was hard, right, to try to figure it out. But now with the – they've got an easy recipe creator, so they actually have – it walks you through step-by-step step how to create the recipes and scrapes and stuff. Mike Rasmussen, do you do, do you use a scraper right now? Mike, I'm not as much, up. but uh, I I think it would be a good thing to look into. Yeah. Okay. I just I haven't heard of the need. So, Jeff, uh, Jim, did you say something? Yeah, I what? just used it. I used to love Broadlook, but if I'm not doing it on a regular basis, uh, you know, the, the software cost kills me. I had to build yep. a list of superintendents and um, STEM educators for a client and data scraper was great because you go to the website of the state, pull the entire list. You got an Excel sheet in seconds. Okay. I love Jim Durbin. I just want everybody to know it. I've known him for a long time now, <laughs> over 10 years. He's great. Okay. But he always calls from someplace. Odd. What? Thank you. What about block spring? Do you use that? Jesse, Jesse James. I have, yeah, the one where you can build nice APIs into your Google Sheets. I, I don't know. What's his name? Dean DeCosta is always talking about BlockSpring, and my mind just turns off when he starts explaining it. Is it something that any kind of dummy could use, or do you have to be some kind of technical whiz? It helps if you're technical. It's, it's definitely more in-depth. Anybody else here use BlockSpring who's on the line or out in Twitterville? No? BlockSpring. Okay. Listen, after Dean has been talking about it for a couple of years, you'd think you'd have everybody cheering when I say the name. But no, they don't. Okay, let me see. What other questions do I have for you? Here's a question that Jerry asked today, but yesterday, unfortunately, he's not here. How many typos are okay on a resume resume (laughs) of someone who's expecting to be paid over $100 an hour? That's a good question. I don't know that I have an answer for that. Um, I, I, no, no more than a couple. I mean, if it's a resume, I would say one, maybe two at most, because you're taking time. If it's a LinkedIn profile, it's a little more excusable, right? But if you're talking about sending a resume, I, I wouldn't think that many would be a, be a real acceptable well, number there. Well, let's say you've got a software whiz. Somebody was talking today about 
some Indian guy from that uh, that super um, uh, institute over there, that uh, ITT or whatever it's called, or IIT, uh, and her company wants to pay this guy $200,000. Uh, English is obviously a second language for him. What if somebody who's a, a technical whiz uh, you know, has a resume that's uh, <laughs> written by Google Translate. I mean, is that an issue? I, you don't care for uh, software developers. Yeah, I, I would think for software developers, it's a little different, right? There's a lot of things code. <laughs> Sometimes they're not interested in writing a resume for you, so you're, you'll miss out. <laughs> now, if they're emails, okay. they have bad types of problems as well, but they, they don't really care about their profiles because they know that they're ready when they're ready. Okay. Okay. And exactly okay, that's a, a big no no though. Okay, so you, you, Jim answered that it's not an issue if it's some kind of techie for somebody else. So I'm going to assume then Jim that two two typos are the person's out. Okay? I'm going to say two and they are out. One or maybe just one. I I think typos are terrible by the way. But uh, something's wrong with my brain. Whenever I type now and then I go back, I see that I've missed words. It's very bad. <laughs> It happens all the time. It's normal. It's normal, animal. It just means I mean, you're good I, at what you're doing now. Uh-huh. The, the question Somebody, is: Is are they are they are they detail oriented enough to run their resume through a you know a spell check? Yeah, that doesn't help. The, yeah, uh, some people use their recruiters as spell check. Yeah, there's summary and their experience and other stuff should not have typos. But if it's down by education, no one cares. Okay. True or false? This is from Matt Charney. It's asinine. Asinine. You know, I thought asinine had two S's, but it only has one. ASI and the number nine. To assume, is it asinine to assume that it's a recruiter's responsibility to contact everyone who applied for a job, even if they weren't qualified? I think what I do you mean by contact? Oh, you contact them already. We talked, or we talked about it. Oh, no, no. Here's the one I wanted to read from from. He says, the people who apply without any relevant experience, those are the guys you talked about, they don't have a network that could make any kind of word of mouth matter. So really, these, these odd candidates, you know, they always say, oh, you know, you're going to spoil your reputation if you're not nice to these people who should not be applying to the jobs anyway. Matt says, don't worry about them. They're not going to tell anybody. They don't, you know, they're nobodies. That's what he says. Anybody uh, completely agree? disagree with that? What? Completely disagree with that. Okay, why? You take the smallest person in the world that has one per one friend on Twitter, one friend on LinkedIn, one friend on Facebook, uh-huh. whatever. They apply. If you yeah. give that person a bad experience, that person will go out and find people to tell about that bad experience. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Somebody's got one but, friend on Twitter. I'm not worried about that person, and neither should you. <laughs> neither should you. Okay, Matt also says that he says he says, I, I've seen him say before that you know these email pipelines they're about as valuable as uh, messages from Nigerian princes who want to give you money. People just put them in. Oh, they just put them in their junk files. Don't make noise. Who's ever eating lunch? Don't do it into your microphone, okay? Well, but, well what, said, what is the best way to get the message out, to get your message out? What is the best here, way? Here's what he says. He says you've got to focus on the people who count. And he said these people who went in for interviews, who were shortlisted uh, and are what he calls silver medalists, 
He said, those people are people you're going to hire in the future. You already know they're hireable. So when you tell them they don't get the job, say, look, I think you're great. Even if you didn't get this one, I'd like to stay in touch with you because I think maybe we'll be able to use you in the future or offer you something uh, of interest. And then after you suck up to them personally like that, you send them personal emails. Uh, You don't put them on an email list. You stay in touch with those people. (laughs) Now, I don't know. Uh, I want to ask Jesse James. Are the people, if you send in three people for an interview, one of them gets the job. The other two people, are they likely to be hires in the future? Absolutely. Really? Can you tell if me they, of any if time? They made, if they made that, yeah, if they, if they made that far in the process and were shortlisted to be in that top three to begin with, absolutely. There's a, there's a higher than likely chance that they will be hired again or, or hired for another position. Absolutely. Can you, can you remember one person in that situation who got hired later on? Yeah, uh, actually a gentleman that just got hired last week happened here. Well, you tell us the story. Applied for a role, uh, wasn't a wasn't the, the right person for the role. This was back in November. Um, got him back in December. Um, we've stayed in contact through past the holidays. Sent him some, you know, nice holiday cards and whatnot. And then uh, after the first of the year, had another role open up in the same group and brought him back in. And it was literally a quick hire. It was a, like a five-day okay, turnaround. So it was really, it was like these were back-to-back hires. He was your candidate. Is that right? That's right. And you made a point of sending him uh, a suck-up type material. Is that right? <laughs> yep, yep. You can call it that. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, well, there there you go. It's, would you actually be able to come up with another example if I pressed you for it? Yep. Um, happened back around the right before I left from my previous employer. Um, yeah. We have a lot of. We used to hire a lot of professional service people, and so that industry, you know, that that industry is pretty tight knit. There's a lot of a uh, lot of people in it, but they're they're hard to move around. So same thing. You know, we we had actually go back and I'd keep notes of everybody that was B and C candidates. And those were the ones when we'd open up new roles, I'd always go to them first, see if they were available, see if the location okay, was the right did you spot. Maintain, did you maintain this personal contact with them? I did. Did you try? Yep. Okay. Okay, good. I'm going to do they another ad. Those, those were just check-ins. I mean, like, I didn't really have anything to bribe them with. So it was just check-ins. Hey, how you doing? You know, what's new? What's changed? Like, that, That's I have all- an entire, I have an entire project in my CRM right now just for those people. Well, tell, tell us about that before I do an ad. Yeah, so in the CRM, I've got anybody that doesn't make it to the or that makes it to finals but doesn't get the offer. I keep them in the CRM, especially if it's somebody that we want to hire um, and, and still likes us. At that point, we we stay in touch with them. It's I, I don't have drip campaigns. I don't have anything automated with it. Um, but I just go in every you know every two to four weeks and just reach out, see if anything's changed on their end, let them know kind of where we are and if there's any updates to give them. Okay. I'm going to do an ad now. And then, Tran, I want to tell you, we already really did one for you, okay? This is just a bonus. The other day, Nin Tran, I'm going to spell the name, N-I-N. Jesse James, should Nin, since you're really influential with Nin, and I'm not, because uh, uh, he, he spells his name N-I-N-H. I keep saying he should get rid of that H. What do you think? Why would he get rid of the H? It's silent! Who knows how to, how to spell his name? We're talking about typos. Who, Nin. My name's Nin. Oh, yeah, the, with the H? No, I'm never going to say that. 
Nin with the name. Have, have you ever met anybody with the name Nin that's spelled N-I-N, though? I don't know if I've ever met any Nins before. But you know what? I've, I've met Ninas, and I've never met a Nina with an H. Nina. I never <laughs> met Really? Okay, so you're against me. The other day, Nin Tran said to me, Animal, he says, you're always complaining that you can't tell what someone does professionally when they apply for membership in your Facebook group. Well, he said, have I got good news for you. Now you can do that with higher tool. He said, we just released this for SourceCon a few weeks ago. Now, I have to tell you, everybody, I haven't tested it, but Nin says it's there. So if you want to check it out, get in touch with him for a uh, demo. And you know what? If you do that, let me know. I'll come to the demo as well. They're at HireTool.net, uh, .com. The PC recruiter is .net. Okay, and, I always and how do you spell HireTool? Uh, that's where you go. I, I've got a cheer for it. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Now I know why he won't change his name. If they spell higher tool like T-U-A-L, is he going to change, take that H away? No. But I want to tell you, I'm going to go just a little longer. Higher tool. Jerry's not here. He can't stop me. Higher tool is famous for being great at finding email addresses, but it's really a total sourcing tool. The other day on my Facebook group again, the Facebook group with 10,000 members who I admit not all of them are recruiters, maybe half, I don't know. Anyway, one actual recruiter said, I got on the higher tool platform and it is amazing. I'm cutting out my LinkedIn recruiter as soon as the, my contract is up. And another recruiter whom I know quite well, she said, yeah, all you need is the $60 LinkedIn account and a higher tool subscription, and it ends up being way cheaper. So, friends, listeners, people out there, go to HireTool.com. Get a demo from Nin with an H Tran right now. Okay, now you wanted to tell us about brain space. I got a feeling that's going to be real boring, and I'm going to have to stop you, but go ahead. Give it a shot. <laughs> No, it was, it was more it was more of a discussion around it, right? So I think everybody has a limited amount of brain space, just like you know, internet cache. And I kind of wanted to find out what everybody was doing to uh, keep that free, you know, to to because nobody can remember everybody's name, nobody can remember every appointment they set up. You know, we all have tools and software and everything for that. And so I just want to see how important that was. Like it's an important thing for me. I want to see how important it was to everybody else. See if anybody else had that same thought. I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Brain space, like your brain has only got so much. Sp your focus, your attention span only is limited, so you can only focus on so much at once. That's why multitasking doesn't work. But brain space, I mean, what do you mean? Your your hard drive, your your storage, <laughs> not your yeah, RAM. I mean, yeah, your internal storage. Yeah, that's a, that's a good enough way of putting it, I guess. Well, I remember when I first started recruiting, I used to try to remember everybody's name, every appointment, every candidate I submitted last year. Like I tried to remember all that stuff, and it was disastrous. You're not a politician, okay? You don't have to do that. Anybody else think they have to remember everybody's name? Hey, I can't remember your name, Dave. <laughs> Dave's not here. Yeah, there's all kinds of people. I, I, don't, I don't remember their names. Oh, is anybody really isn't feeling it a nice after touch to send your? Isn't it a nice touch to send your candidates, uh, you know, the ones that you hired, a, a nice little note, um, uh, 
on on anniversaries or birthdays or things like that. You know, yeah, what, but what are you doing is, to what are you doing to keep up with that? You don't remember every candidate you've gotten hired, right? Yeah, that's I, automated. Uh, no, I don't think we all. None of us do, you've but it's a, a great tickler. it's a great idea. I mean, you should put it in a spreadsheet. Outlook so calendar. Used an extractor, a yeah, extractor. Calendar, that's a great. Yeah. I pulled every email I've ever touched, dropped them into a database that have been cleaning that data and utilizing it. This is what I teach my clients to do. I've been doing it. So you guys are going to start to get emails soon from different stuff that we're doing because it's just think of all the times people have touched us in the last few years. There's so much value in it. This is, this is our network. It's just hard to do as a recruiter because you move around. So if you're not niched, it's more difficult. You've got to do it from day one. Who is this person? How do I know them? That's just basic customer. It's a CRM. That's the whole point of the original yeah, CRM. Yeah, or a contact manager, and there's a, a tickler when – they tell you, Mike Rasmussen, did you say you wish everybody happy birthday? Because I have to tell you something personally. I tried to do that every time Facebook says so-and-so's birthday today. I just got birthdayed out. I, I, I guess there's a certain yeah. kind of personality. They <laughs> can't, maybe I'm introverted. I mean, I'm always trying to do that, honestly. I think it's a good thing to do when you can. I just Doing have an emotional yeah. reaction. I don't <laughs> want to say happy birthday. I don't want to be nice all the time. No, I can't take it. No, I can't. <laughs> No, I mean, if you, if you can do it to your to the ones you hired, I think it's a good idea. Even better you know, is I when think, you can. I think it's where, uh, and I think that's where a CRM, or, or if you can't, if you don't have a CRM, that's where something like Evernote comes in play. Like you're talking about, you know, dropping emails somewhere and keeping up with that. Like that's the beauty of Evernote, right? Is you can search it and keep up with it and, and yeah. track different notebooks by different. You know, if you're if you're in you know multiple areas, you know, track the track the notebooks by the area. Okay, last comment. Somebody else wanted to say something about that, uh, about this birthday stuff. Was there somebody else? No? Anybody else? No? Okay. Okay, don't, don't, don't talk about it after now. Okay. What about boosting jobs on Facebook? I've heard some people say it works well. Uh, other people say it doesn't. And I, I tried to boost my, my ebook. I got a bunch of Indian guys liking my boost. Not one person spent 99 cents on my ebook. Okay, so have you had any experience? <laughs> what? Uh, it's true, Maureen. I, it's laughable. I You're believe right. it. I believe it. You should charge You never like boost. It. You never boost a post. Why not? It's not how you do it. It's not how you do, do you it. Do? What do you do, Jim? It's so complicated that if someone's good at it, they'll pay them one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and I want their name because I can make a lot of money oh, really? okay. tomorrow anywhere in the country. Okay. What about boosting jobs? What about boosting jobs? Uh, Jesse James, do you do that? No, I, I don't boost jobs. Um, I I did when I was in the agency world. I didn't get a whole lot of response off of it, so I quit doing it. Okay, so your experience with boosting doesn't. What about Facebook jobs? Are you interested in that at all? Their their new uh, feature. I am interested in that. I'd like to uh, like to keep uh, keep an eye on that. See what what happens okay, with it. You I mean, don't know anything about it yet. You don't know anything. I don't yet. know Is anything about right? it yet. Nope. Nope. Don't know anything about it yet. Like I said, I don't work on the I don't work on the applicant side. I don't deal with the inbound applicants oh, yeah, anymore. That's right. You're just headhunting. Sorry. Sorry. I read somebody put up a quote that one in three people say they would leave their jobs if they had to work on old technology. It sounds like nonsense to me. Um, uh, you know, if I. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Maureen, Maureen, can you can you leash him? Surveys. 
okay. I guess you that's guys, the answer. You guys all sound pretty enthralled listening to him. I'm not going to leash him. Leash uh, him. Alan, you know, Alan's got his chance to take me out in a couple of weeks. He's the guest on the 19th. You want to say something yeah. now, Alan Fleur? I mean, you attacked Mike Rasmussen last week. I should have put a leash on you. The guy yeah, you should have. The guy was on the show for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, man, what was that all about? I didn't even know what you were what talking about. What was that about? all about? I yeah. was trying to understand I, what Mike... I owe Alan Floor a nice personal call just to pass out some yeah. things. We need to have our role play on the phone. Hey, anytime. We're going to have a rematch. 626-585-1700, anytime you want. Okay. No, no, Mike, I, 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 I give you credit. You did a great okay, job, and I was just trying to understand. Don't let me mute you. You're on in two weeks. No, Mike, animal, animal, animal. Animal, animal, to your point. You're, you asked me a question. I'd like to yeah, answer I, it. I'm, I'm taking it back. What's your area code? I'm going to mute you. Okay. Okay, Jesse James. Oh, my God. Jesse James. Please listen. Jesse James, and everybody can comment on this one. I find this to be one of the most fascinating questions uh, in recruiting, but we rarely ever talk about it. Uh, a young woman posted on my Facebook group. Maureen has a Facebook group, Sorcerers Unleashed. Mine is RecruitingTricks.com, uh, and there's uh, lots of other good ones. Jerry's got one. Everybody's got a thing. Okay, so she said, when I started in oil and gas, I didn't know anything about that industry. I did basic research on how to talk the talk, and I was exceeding all targets in two weeks. And I was being told by clients that it was so great to work with someone who understands. Now, two weeks? I can't understand how she could achieve some kind of mastery of a new field in that short time. Uh, what about you, Jesse James? Is that all it takes? <laughs> sometimes I think so. I made my first hire three weeks after starting in recruiting. I'd never recruited before. So, yeah, sometimes I think so. Um, if you know how to have a conversation with someone, you can do enough research to learn at least the lingo. I mean, if, you know, if you're talking about software engineers and you're talking about, hey, do you do back end? You know, you need to know what the back end frameworks are, right? You need to know what a framework is. So yeah, there's some there's some high level terms you need to become familiar with. But as far as recruiting, I mean, if you know how to have the conversation with the hiring manager to to take the intake to learn exactly what they're looking for, I mean, the okay, rest okay. of it no, comes no, no, out no, no, on the no, phone no, no. talking down, to people. Down. You're talking a lot. Okay. Hold on a second. So what, when you made that first uh, hire, what field was it in? What job? Do you remember? It was, yep, it was IT. It was a BPIC systems admin. I okay, to this day you know, do not know what a BPIC systems admin does. Okay, so how did you talk? Because people are always complaining. Uh, you can find I, – I did some research. If you go on Twitter and search recruiter scum, recruiter scum, You'll get dozens and dozens of tweets saying, this guy called me up and didn't know anything about what I do, right? Now, if they're really upset about that, how can you go out there, not even 20 years later, understanding what job, you know, what was involved in the job, and successfully recruit somebody? How can you switch fields overnight, essentially? I think it's, you know, again, going back to uh, that, that first that hire, idiot? that first candidate. You hear that idiot banging on his mic? Don't I, I hear somebody doing it. Okay. Go ahead, please. 
No, go, go back to that first hire, right? Like, I had no idea what a BPIC systems admin did, and so I didn't pretend to know what a BPIC systems admin did. I found people that look, worked at the competitive companies that looked like they might do the same thing, and I picked up the phone and I had conversations. I said, hey, you know, this is what we're looking for. I know nothing about this field. What can you tell me? And I had, you know, obviously some really, really bad first phone calls. <laughs> but eventually, you know, wound up getting people on the phone that were willing to talk, willing to, uh, you know, looking for jobs, right? Timing was right. Opportunity was right. And, you know, learned enough about it to go, okay, this is what the hiring manager said he was looking for. It sounds like you have that. Let's talk to the hiring manager and let the hiring manager decide if you're the right fit. Okay. Does anybody want to take a contrary view that it makes a big difference if you've got a lot of experience in a specific niche? I think you Charlie, I mean, I think he's right on. If you don't know the industry, you have the candidate educate you. Yeah. If you pretend to know, like I did, you know, 20 years ago, they I remember several people telling me, "You haven't been doing this very long, have you?" <laughs> you know, so you'd rather ask for their help in understanding the the position and they're more than willing to usually. She's, okay, she's right on. That's true. Well, now, that's very true. true. You it's, I think it's also the nuances. You can learn the basics pretty quickly, but it's the nuances and how the, all the dots connect together, which make you very, very valuable, that takes a certain amount of time. Okay. And Don't say, say, you save that. I'm going to talk with you about it at length when you're on. Did Mike Rasmussen want to say something about that too? Somebody else was saying something? No, I just said do your homework up front and yeah. know, know as much as you can about homework. that specific industry. So, so all, think, all it takes yeah. is a couple of days, right? Who's that, no. Jim? No. I think everybody agrees that knowing the subject matter makes you better. The problem is is that sometimes, and far too often in our industry, a blind squirrel finds that acorn. It's just as fast. The candidate's just as good. So experience shouldn't be overrated. It's useful to us, but a new recruiter can quickly step into that role and find people. Okay, I great. Think that's, it, the it just sucks, but that's the truth. That's what everyone believes. Fine, I'm going to do another ad before the show's over. Hey, everybody, you know Martin Snyder? I've talked about him enough in this show because he told me he wants me to brand him, and I'm going to do that. Okay, so Martin Snyder is the boss over at PC Recruiter. If you want to pay me, I'll brand you too. Anyway, he's the boss of PC. He's a nice guy. He's the boss of PC Recruiter, and he tells me, that when you buy recruiting software, your focus should not be on the ATS or the CRM platform alone. No, no, no. If you're at all sophisticated, you know that you have to check out the vendor's partners as well, right? And uh, PC Recruiter is very proud of its partners. It loves to put them on display when it goes to trade shows. So I'm going to tell you some of the names, and you can check them out online. Hireable. Hireable, Text Kernel, Text Kernel, Broad Bean, Logic Melon, Ring Central, and there's more, but I won't tell you more, okay? So go out and find them. I'm sure they talk about them on PCRecruiter.net. You can also go to YouTube and put in Two Minute Tuesdays, and you can find out in little short, non-boring, two-minute sound bites or visual bites how to use the software. You'll see if it's something that will suit you okay so go there i was going to say tell them animal sent you and on youtube they've actually got comments just say animal sent me i'm here okay pcrecruiter.net thank you okay we've got 10 minutes left i've had fun so far um here's something i read this on facebook again sorry everybody that's where i hang out now okay 
what does this mean, Jesse James? I'm looking for a consultant who has a proven track record in designing and implementing hiring programs. Now, that's not your field either, so maybe you don't know. No. But, uh, to me, I, what? Do you know what it is? I do. Yep. Go ahead. Look it, sounds like it, it sounds like they're looking for someone with um, human capital management background and are able to help the customer implement different HR um, services. I think that's wrong. <laughs> In fact, I know it's wrong. I think it's just well, making a bunch of ads and sending them out on social media. What was Alan going to say? No. I think it depends on the company, Animal. If It could be exactly what you're saying. It could be what Kathy's saying. It could be building a team that knows what the heck they're doing. It could, it, it could be, it could be can, you re, can, you prove your, can you prove that you're a profit center? It could be a number of things. Hiring could, program. It, no, no. It's a hiring program. It's not proving you're a profit center. Jim, a hiring we'll program is HR. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you guys. Could somebody be, have a clear I know answer? what this is. They can tell I me 30 seconds. I know the company. It's, it's okay. just, what, what is, is our hiring process? They want someone yeah. to come in and say, how do we use our sources? What do we use for tech? How do we do our interviews? How do we Could track be that stuff? Too. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's what it was. Oh. For that oh, okay. just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of basics. Is that right, Jim? It yeah. sounds like something. Yeah. So designing and implementing hiring programs, it sounds a bit highfalutin, but it really isn't. Is that what you're telling me, yes or no? It, no, it's actually a lot harder than anybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see why. Okay, anybody? Okay, like. I, I, <laughs> what, what was what was the last time? What was the last time you you, you jumped in and and actually uh, built a hiring program or, or did recruit? You know what? I'll bet I do it. <laughs> you know what? If you could if you could make a placement in three days or whatever it was after you started for a job you didn't three understand. Weeks. Okay, three weeks, I could design and implement a hiring program. And I'll tell you, that's not vanity because I believe anybody listening to this show right now could do the same thing. Okay? Probably well, for a lot a less. It's a scale issue. I mean, it's. I used to well, think that until I started dealing with companies at scale, and it's a different world entirely. Mm-hmm. You start hiring 700 people a month, and you, you, it's not the same as how do I hire one good person or five good people? Yeah. How do you get that team? How do you get that hiring team together? How do you get them working together? And how do you prevent idiots from coming into that hiring team? And how much bad stuff is out there that you think you're supposed to do? How, what's the right number of interviews? Exactly. And, and recruiters recruiting recruiters is the worst process on earth, and we all know that. <laughs> well, you know, you're giving me all kinds of things to talk about when you come on, Al. I got a question for Jesse. I got a you don't think I'm feeding you this animal? You don't think I'm feeding yeah. you this? Come on. Yeah, go. <laughs> go ahead, Jim. I think this is almost the last Alan's question. Ready. I'm done. Hey, Jesse. Go ahead. Jesse, what is the number one source of hire for Blizzard? Views uh, and opinions are my own. I, I don't know what the number one source of hire for Blizzard is. I'm pretty sure it's probably... Referrals? I, I don't know. I, I so don't, I don't, I don't know those numbers. For all the other companies that do it, it seems referrals are the number one source of hire. If referrals are the number one source of hire, does that mean that recruiters, sourcers, technology, and everything else we do is total nonsense? No. Nope. clearly the best way to hire is referrals. Is well, it, no, even if you have a company that 50% of the hires is referrals, that means 50% of the hires aren't referrals. 
And, and, and you know, if you're hiring a thousand people, that's great. Hey, you you had 500 hires, awesome. What about the other 500? So no, it's, I, I think referrals are good, but you also have to yeah. you have to be able to. So diversity is a big thing, not just like diversity of race, diversity of age. Like diversity of thought is such a big thing. And if you're hiring nothing but referrals, you could run into a potential problem with diversity. You multiple sources, and then you'll, I mean, you'll be relevant. Are they okay. the best source of hire? Is referrals? Yeah, it's a good one question. Of the best, yeah. Yeah. Good question. So if they're the best source of hire, what we really need is more employees doing recruiting instead of hiring these low-level, crappy recruiters who aren't as good as these employers who vaguely have a fuzzy message about working with some guy one time and you should work well, with what them now. What they do now, what the recruiters do now, Jim, they have those. Uh, forced uh, lunches where you have to come there and, and, and there's recruiters who sit right on your, your chair in your lap and make you show them their, uh, all your connections on LinkedIn and give you the I think LinkedIn has a paid tool. Oh my God. Because we're, we're so bad at it that we have to go to someone who doesn't know how to recruit because they do a better job hiring. Isn't no, that Jim, I love you. Jim, I love you. Okay. I'm and Maureen's, uh, Maureen's whispering. That means the show's over. <laughs> I want to thank everybody. I had a lot of fun today. So, Maureen, because you're whispering, I'm going to thank you first. Maureen Sheriff, the famous phone sorcerer. Jesse James Roberts, thank you for coming back. I think you learned something from the first show to this. But you're becoming more animalized. Congratulations. <laughs> Alan Fuller is back. just He's choking. He's got, he's got the bite in his, his teeth already. He's going to be on in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Kathy's Corner, I thought you were going to yoga, and you're still here, okay? The show must be great. Michael G. Cox, I don't think he said anything. I'm not sure. He's complaining on Twitter as usual. Mike Rasmussen, the guest from just the other day, back for the, for the animal panel, for the crew, and the, the famous Jimmy uh, – Jimmy James. I'd like to say Jimmy Jimmy or whatever his name is, Durbin, down in Texas. Anybody I, I missed? I don't think so. Hey, everybody, Jesse Roberts, thank you! Ah! Ah!